0: Oh, is this a cold open?
1: <laughs> it might be.
0: Is this the open that makes you
2: cold? <laughs> it sure is. Two, three, four. Click.
1: <laughs> remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to it. I've been meaning to listen. To do that, why don't you come over and talk about it? Ooh, 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 ooh. Why don't you come over and talk about it?
0: Wait, who's the most problematic out of the four of you? It's Michael. Michael, <laughs> Michael. And yeah. then probably <laughs> the senior close second. Probably.
2: Yeah, okay, uh, it's, it's definitely okay. me. <laughs> about
0: who's the Ar- least problematic? Harper. Who's the most out?
3: Harper. Har- Harper. Harper. No, it's <laughs> Harper. It's Harper. <laughs> Thank but you, Harper. Hey, everybody. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose-Lee. I'm Michael Imentado.
1: Oh, I'm Harper Thompson. Oh. oh. <laughs>
3: Do I usually go last? No, 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 no. you were you're like, oh, oh, I'm Harper Thompson. You kind of like just like,
1: well, I have my order with Stanley, but Stephanie, we haven't recorded together for a while, right. so oh. I wasn't sure.
3: Yeah, uh, Stephanie's here. No, and Stephanie's
1: here. here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, we're, this is a really exciting episode, like a little nervous, but I'm really thrilled and like uh, we got him yeah. back. This is a third time,
2: third timers club guest. No yeah. need to be nervous. Kevin, Kevin, I told Andrew not to rehash his Christian faith with you once more. But uh, I'm oh, worried it'll no. happen. <laughs>
3: like, I have so many Calvinism <laughs>
2: questions.
0: I got a like- We can do it. How did Purity Culture <laughs> mess? No. Or, uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, we got this. Let, let's just introduce him. He's the big, big fish. In our little pond, uh, you might know him from Coach, Young Sheldon, and The Incredibles. It's Craig T. Nelson, everybody! <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me uh, just, uh, actually, my notes are super smudged. Wipe. Oh, Kevin Porter's here. Hey, hey. Kevin T. Porter. <laughs> <Not please. funny>. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> why,
0: why doesn't Parenthood make Craig T. Nelson's credits? He's so good at that. Why would that not make it?
3: I don't know. Like... Uh, look, I only have like Craig T. Nelson questions. I didn't like prepare like you know <laughs> well, an interview that's with why you. You're so like, I, I okay. knew that Craig, I knew that Craigy was such a big. Uh, why does head, Book you know? Club meet Craig T. Nelson's <laughs> uh, credits? Uh, so did you did you guys uh, play any pranks on set <laughs> on Book Club? Can I tell you on the set of I,
1: Book Club Two, the next chapter? Yeah, the,
0: <laughs> now we were just pranking it up all day and all night. Can I tell you? I was on set for Parenthood for one episode. Whoa!
3: Why? Yeah.
0: Oh, because well, the, Sarah Ramos. This was fourteen years ago. No, it wasn't because of anybody. This was the pilot. So they shot the original pilot, w- not with Lauren Graham, but with an actress named Maura Tierney from East. E-R. Was that back? And I love she had her. To, she had to drop was out. Was that of back it when be, the show was sorry, When, when the, the show was what? No, say your problematic joke, Michael.
2: Called called insemination. I don't know. Not bad. aren't you glad we Keep went? Back I can't believe we made space the most for problematic that.
0: member of
2: our cast. <laughs> it's <this laughs> not problematic. It's just bad.
0: <laughs> now, no, you're gonna feel great for the next bit that I'm gonna say, which is more tyranny. Was diagnosed with breast cancer, and she had to drop oh, out of no. the filming after they had already shot the pilot. So they got picked up to series. And then they had to reshoot all of her stuff with Lauren Graham. They, they recasted her. And then tyranny ended up being fine. But I was interning for the director of the pilot, a gentleman named Tommy Schlamy, his real name. And I, I went to set for a day or two to help him out and got to, you know, hang out there, see everyone. I was on the Universal lot where they were having the big outdoor dinner scene. I was all of 18 or 19 years old at the time. Very overwhelming
1: for me. Wow.
3: And was like Craigie playing pranks there? Like you just like the whipped cream on your hand prank and like tickled your face and stuff?
0: Yeah, he did whipped cream. He did (laughs) uh, snake in your boot. He did... Uh, the cat shit prank, uh, mm-hmm, where you replace mm-hmm. it with human shit after the cat doesn't shit for like a week. That or one's two. so funny. It takes forever, but
3: it's worth it. Yeah, you were there for a day. It's so, <laughs> I'm surprised like it, he executed it like in that little limited amount of time. So, like.
0: absolutely.
3: Anyways, um, question two. Um, you know, <laughs> oh my you, God. You know, <laughs> you, you're reprising your role in uh, you're reprising your role in The Incredibles two. Uh, from your, in 2004, and in 2018, Incredibles 2. Who's going to step what, in on this one? What was that like?
0: I just want to know if it's, if the connection is the T, because it's, it's the crazy. Okay, <laughs>
4: <laughs> that was and
3: that it. There was a smudge on the rest of the name, so that's why like it was like messy and but stuff like that. But not on
4: the one letter that you think there would be a smudge on.
3: Wait, Kevin, what is your middle
2: name? We can bleep that out too. What is it's t-, t? It's tyranny. Todd. It's oh, Todd. I listen to the pod,
4: it's
1: Todd.
0: I wish it was Tyranny, but no, it's Todd.
3: But speaking of tyranny, Bruce Springsteen and his tyranny on your life. Like, let's talk about that again. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like, that was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> for the second for the second time in a row. When did we record last year? Was it about this time last uh, year? I was like,
3: yeah. It must have been like May, like May or June or something like that. It was I'm trying like, to
0: remember my emotional state when we recorded, which I did not bring onto the episode at all.
3: You were extremely jazzed to talk about
2: Bruce Springsteen. There was a period where you were talking for like Maybe this is not a dig at all. I actually enjoyed it. But like 20 minutes, it was like I got it's the longest I've ever been quiet in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It w- it was legit like a three-hour recording and I cut it down to an hour forty-four. Oh, yeah. like it was
2: it, not because
0: Why? it was bad,
3: but because it was like <laughs> What was like
0: release the Kevin
2: cut? What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, release the Kevin cut.
0: Was it was it just a bunch of nonsense? No, I was we just like super self-conscious. So like yeah.
2: Yeah. all that is staying in for sure. Whatever you say, Kevin, who cares? It was,
3: <laughs> is an hour and fifteen of Craig T. Nelson jokes, wow. um, but yeah. Um, so uh, Harper wasn't here last time, that and uh, let's talk to her a little bit. We we kind of did the big picture Bruce talk already. You can listen to that episode, the Born to Run episode. It's fantastic, uh, wonderful time. Where um, was but- before
0: I got butchered by the studio execs? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's By the way, I don't don't know if I said this. Thanks for having me back. I was so excited to do this again.
3: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a delight. It's Um, so so... funny that you want to do this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: 'Cause y'all will be nice and, and respectful if I talk too long about this. <laughs> Nowhere else in my life is this true. Someone will will give me the, the light or the wrap it up We're signal. just a captive audience. But y'all are so nice and so fun to talk to about this. I was I was re listening to our last episode earlier Aww. today. So so that I wouldn't uh, overlap any. But we were about oh. to not overlap and, and kick it to Harper to talk about yes, yes. Harper's relationship.
1: With Hi, I'm here instead of Sean this time. Um, yeah, I uh, well, I'm wearing this Bruce shirt, which I got to say is not mine. I'm in a relationship with a straight man with a vinyl collection. And so that is my entire <laughs> relationship to Bruce Springsteen. So it's standard. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, <laughs> it's on a lot in you know in the house and uh, then I'm like oh that's the vinyl not the shirt the shirt shirt is also on because he only owns the one tank top and it's this one Um, (laughs) and it's hot it's summer in LA I have um, so many
4: questions already
2: (laughs) he owns no other tops
1: well he recently we found one other tank top he liked recently so you know progress being made but anyway yeah so I like the the Borns you know Born to Run Born in the USA good songs (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah, yep. Jason Bourne. The Bourne I have Legacy. seen them all.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. Damn, <laughs> <man. Born> supremacy.
3: <laughs> so you like the Bourne's um, Harper?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, he's <laughs> he's good. I just I don't have a lot of language to talk about Bruce Springsteen beyond I hear it and I like it when it's happening, but I don't. I've I've have not really actively seeked him
0: out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Well, I get. I think we talked about this maybe a little bit last time, but anytime there's an artist with this size of a catalog it's overwhelming it feels yeah. like what is even my end point here what's my access point point? and it just feels like am i ever gonna it, it feels unwieldy it feels maybe the way i feel about star trek where i think yeah. i can understand conceptually that it's good but it's like okay there's five series well there's actually four new ones on paramount plus and one of them's animated and there's 15 movies it's like ah you know so i understand for someone who is like 18 or 19 studio albums it's like uh, it may not be that inspiring to like you know dig your heels into getting into them
1: yeah oh i will say my intro to my my entry point to bruce though i think is um the movie blinded by the light because i'm a big fan of gurinder chadra who did um oh, yeah uh and Pride and Prejudice, uh, Bride and Prejudice, sorry. Um, yeah, so she's a great director, and I really enjoyed that movie. And so that's that movie is just like a, you know, 90-minute Bruce uh, lyric video, basically. So.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think that movie is very good, but I <laughs> cried both times I watched it. <laughs>
2: No, oh, Kevin, d- did you did, yeah. I, did I maybe tell this story last time? We will, Me and my partner were watching uh, The Last of Us. Sorry. Speaking of crying, this is a total <laughs> non sequitur. So I'm gonna, I'll take I'll Go take off. a punch in my card or whatever and be quiet for a little Go while. Off, okay. But we watched, um, <laughs> we watched uh, The Last of Us, and we watched the Nick Offerman like gay episode of The Last of Us, and I was crying like crying so hard that I couldn't even like talk or like breathe. I like it was like really hitting me for whatever reason and my Hayden my partner goes I haven't seen you cry this much since we watched Shazam
0: oh my god <laughs> it would have been less embarrassing if Hayden had said I haven't seen you cry this much since you watched
2: Kazam! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would cry during Kazam.
3: <laughs> was it the part where like the boy turned into a superhero and it was like really scary or confused? Yeah, I or, like, so okay. scary. was like, scared. <laughs> yeah, okay. You have object I, permanence. I, I was just like, <laughs> I. I <laughs> Stephanie and Michael, I guess. Like, what was like? Since our recording of that episode, have you listened to him? Have you like been? uh checking out Born to Run or like have you been checking out his other discography or where where are you at these days
4: uh Born to Run is probably one of my favorite albums of all time now um oh, yeah. it's like it like that's my like when summer hits that's all we're listening to we're just fucking listening to it on repeat
0: that's the album now um oh my yeah, god man. what what a delight to yeah hear. man like yeah holy moly now have Stephanie have you have you branched out into uh any other versions of the songs aside from you know like that I know we talked about that a good amount about like how the live stuff compares to the studio stuff do you ever like go on YouTube Safari and type in a song you've been listening to from that album or or any others
4: that's not a that's not a rabbit hole I often go down I did it for this album because I remembered like how you know it was it's just fun to sort of compare live and, and studio versions but I it's I mean the boring short answer is no but and then I also found out by the way didn't know this Andrew we missed an opportunity he was at Wrigley yesterday oh yeah there was a fucking Bruce Con we could have stood outside and fucking yeah, live. shit I hell? know I literally no. didn't know until a friend of mine posted something on Instagram and I was like what the fuck and I was oh man nobody tells me anything
0: wait I think he might be there tomorrow as well if you want to go
2: you think let me see Kevin Kevin gives me the vibes of like I th- oh I think I, I think, think he knows he's- for sure. <laughs>
0: Kevin, if
4: you start uh, driving
0: right now, you'll <laughs> be there in time just, for the show. I'm not above it. I'm not above it at all. Uh, yeah, he'll be there tomorrow. Night. Oh, hell oh, yeah. Wow, there wow. you go. So, so, I don't know. <gasps> Andrew, Hang out We do. Near the venue. We do. We got another concert uh, to do this year. <laughs> like, we'll, we'll talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you're yeah. not. You wouldn't regret seeing him. I promise. Yeah, it might
2: be one of the last times you can.
1: Yeah.
0: Wait. What's this? What's this now? <laughs> I I
2: have I have a contract <laughs> out on uh, Michael's <laughs> like <laughs> letting him murder. Him. <laughs>
0: I've not seen him on this tour, and I feel shame. About yeah. It. So many of my friends have seen him. I have not. Ooh, oh, see, man. Kevin. this How do be your all chance. of your
2: friends? Have you made your friends listen to Bruce Springsteen or have you gravitated towards Bruce Springsteen listeners?
0: I, I think it's probably more the latter. I mean, and it's like a little subsection of friends. It's like people from back home that I would go to the shows with like 14 or 15 years ago. And then some L.A. people who are also uh, similarly minded. My, my buddy Eric followed him around Sweden. This summer when Whoa. he was playing dates over there, which looked like a really was fun he playing experience.
3: shows or he just like you know like at the store? Just out. <laughs> like,
0: well, no, Eric did an itinerary to sort of match the tour, so he ended up going to like a little handful of shows and made wow. some friends there, danced around. I was so proud because I took him to his first show ten years ago, so that made that made my little heart happy.
3: What? Let's talk about this. Why didn't you uh, see him this time?
0: Well, because he hasn't come to town yet, so okay. I would have had okay. to fly to ah, yeah. Texas or New York or he came to Tulsa, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. I know. You went to Tulsa, <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> or Chicago. And, and those tickets. Those tickets were pretty fucking cheap too. They were and and I, I did not. Did not
2: <laughs> I know, I can walk, I'm, I can basically walk to where he performed and I did to, not go To be okay? Yeah. Oh
0: man. What's wrong? What happened? I would have <laughs> I'm busy. I would contribute busy. to the GoFundMe. <laughs>
2: You're busy. <laughs> Oh, boy. I got stuff to do. Look at me. I'm to get I I got to look at my phone. Like, <laughs> yeah, <I> got <laughs> you got to record
0: podcasts about the people that you
2: won't walk down the street to see. Okay, not <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. I'm sorry.
1: When's he coming to LA?
0: He'll be here December
3: 4th. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm going to see him like at least twice this December. So I'm not worried about it, but it's just weird it's just weird that other people are having an experience I have not had yet this year. And it's been so goddamn long. I haven't seen him since 2016. This the longest I've gone in my adult life without seeing him, which is I think exactly what I said on the last episode. Unless it got cut out, I don't know. <laughs> Who
2: knows what I said on the last episode? <laughs> After they, it just, it just, they railroaded just, me in the edit.
3: It's just like, it's just a cut of like Kevin going, I like Andrew. Ginger it's like, it's like, Ginger' voice is silenced All once again. All lives matter. <laughs> what the hell? I'm,
0: just, I'm never going to follow that guy. <laughs>
3: So yeah, what like uh, one more question though about like just like uh, kind of macro. Um, just today, where are you with him, like with Bruce today? Like,
0: well, I'll tell you, I have a little, I have a little arc with it since we last talked, which is I've been going through. Uh, well, speaking to the tour, I will say the tour has really bummed me out because they jacked up the prices so much for this tour, as all artists did post COVID. Uh, but you know, face value of a ticket, you know, when I last saw him in 2016 is probably a fifth of what it is now or, or a quarter. And that just like, it was always the case that he was a little bit under the market value. And now he's like kind of commensurate with it in a way that just like has made it such a dispiriting sort of endeavor to try to even get tickets in the first place. And we've all kind of like, as, you know, all the Swifties did for all those dates. Like we've all sort of like made little negotiations with ourselves and deals, but it just used to be so much easier. Even when it was hard, it was still easy relatively to get tickets. And now that part of it and that piece of it has been a little discouraging. Also his last album. No, no, a thousand times. No, no, thanks. Not, not, not a banger. All skips, no bops. I mean, there are some actual bops on there, but he put out a collection of, covers, which I never thought I would live to see. That I mean, he kind of did that with The Secret Sessions. What did he cover? It was all soul music from the 1960s and 70s, uh, maybe one or two songs from the 80s. Um, But it's called Only the Strong Survive, and it's like volume one. I'm like, oh, no, is the tank <laughs> empty? Is the tank oh. empty songwriting-wise, where he's like, my voice is good on this. And I'm like, I get it, but it's also... <laughs> the way they produced it, too, was very... Karaoke core, it wasn't the band recording together. It was just his his producer doing all the tracks piecemeal and then just stitching it together. So it feels like karaoke. So like there's been disappointing things I think since last we talked and I have to be honest about that. And then I will say recently my arc with it is this summer for whatever reason, I've just been trying to get back into a healthier rhythm of exercise and working out more and with that has come a renaissance in listening to Bruce music, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. That's always my go-to. So honestly, some of the songs we're going to be talking about today, I've listened to every day for the last three months. Wow! Some just like <laughs> in preparation of this podcast, but <laughs> but really just like as part of the the routine. Um. So I think getting back into like a habit of. Running distance in the morning or doing Peloton at least once it's
3: good a day. For, yeah, it's probably good for like cardio and stuff like that because the songs are so long. They're like peaks and stuff.
0: What do they call it too where it's like uh, when you create almost like a Pavlovian association? between. I think it might be called habit stacking. Conditioning. It's okay. like I'm doing this. What, what was that, Harper? Uh, conditioning. Yeah, or maybe conditioning where it's like, I mean, some of my earliest memories, I remember shampooing. listening to shampooing uh drawing, hair drying i remember listening to born in the usa w- during my first gym membership when i was like 16 or 17 years old so wow. it's like this is what it is in my head and there's been like times in my life when i've gotten back into fitness or health stuff that's like marked by that but then with that has come kind of like wait okay now i want to hear this version of this song from 1978 no okay the 84 one's better here the 2006 one of this one you know and so i i've gotten even though it's always been a weekly listening habit, I've gotten a little bit deeper recently, and it's been really fun.
3: I think in his second um, album of covers, he should cover that song where
0: I've been fucked up if we remember right here.
3: I
2: think he should do that. I think, I think the possibilities are endless. Uh, Stay by Justin Bieber and Kid Leroy.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Certified freak!
0: <laughs> Certified <weak>. Come. <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Wait,
2: Springsteen. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it has the same amount of syllables, so he's gonna do it. that's right. Yep. So,
3: the mark of a good parody: the number of syllables. It's number
0: of syllables, not the
2: rhyme. It's the <laughs> yeah, number of syllables. Right. People don't pay attention to that. Enough. You can do slant rhymes with whatever,
3: guys. You can do slant yeah, rhymes exactly. with whatever. <laughs> like, so okay, like let's let's talk about this album. Like uh, Kevin, I I think in you've alluded um to the fact that this might be your favorite Bruce Springsteen album of all time. Do you still think that? Is that still true? Or and is it and in like and in like, you know, by um my abilities of deduction, is this your favorite album of all time?
0: That is interesting because I've n- I've literally never considered that reduced like the A to B of that. I was like, is this my favorite album of all time? I just feel like The listening experience
2: of this one is my favorite.
0: Very short, too. Generally, right?
2: Like, this wasn't too painful for any of us to get through. seven, eight-minute songs. Well, (laughs) yeah, you do the math.
0: Uh, You know, I go back and forth on whether it's this one or Born to Run, I think, for the two. Um, And maybe it would be Darkness on the Edge of Town, but I hate the way that that one was produced, even though that's some of his best songs, but they sound the shittiest out of all of them, maybe. And I still like the sound of this album in a way that I don't a lot of the other albums. I still think a lot of the sound sounds good, even though I think it sounds a million times better live, blah, blah, blah. The point I'll always keep making.
3: I, I watched, like, um, E Street Shuffle live, and, like, it's unreal. Yeah. I, I There are a few times where I just, like, put my head to my hands, my my hands to my face, and I was just like, ah! I just like I like I don't react that way anymore to a lot of things because I'm so like desensitized. But like that was just so
0: The one with the roots. Did you watch that one where they do it the at roots. the at the at the festival? I, I think it's like Pink Pop or Rock Slide. I
3: don't know. I didn't see that one. I just saw like a one from like the 70s and something like that. It was like oh, okay. in London. He's singing the East Street Shuffle with the Roots. He's pointing up. He's pointing to the right. He's pointing
2: down. <laughs> He's pointing left. He's pointing up. Jimmy's left. there.
3: What? <laughs> what? He's so, so cool. funny. He's actually not in the middle Talk square.
2: Up. It's Christina Aguilera. The-
0: <laughs> oh gracious! But uh, I'm I'm losing the thread of your original question. Is it my favorite album of all time? Maybe. I mean, has some of my favorite songs of all time, at least three of them. At least three or four of them. I think. Yeah.
3: Yeah, let's let's talk about is um what about uh, the rest of you guys? Do you have any um thoughts, any did you have any like under like knowledge of this album at all? Like I really like when people like say like, what's the Bruce Springsteen discography, it's like, okay. So like there's this two, there's two albums and then there's born to run. And then there's, he went on this weird period where he did a bunch of experimental weird albums. And then he did born in the USA. It was like, kind of like, you know, a return to form and the thing everyone, I really don't know. That's like, just like what was kind of osmosis in my brain a little bit. But like, I, yeah, I really hadn't. No, I didn't know what this album was at all. Like, I just presumed it was like, I, I had nothing. So, what about you guys? I mean, yeah, same. I, same, honestly, my same. My
2: entry, my entry point into Bruce Springsteen is extremely limited. I only knew Born to Run, Born in the USA. And basically, if I wasn't listening to it for this podcast, I would have thought those were the same thing
0: <laughs>
2: so <laughs> i uh born
0: to run in the u.s yeah, right
2: i mean true truly right like mm-hmm. i also know the song i'm on fire right like for whatever reason that i listened to early on in my life and it stuck with me but most of, you know it's one of those songs i'll type into spotify and i'll listen to by itself and be like that was great you know <laughs> next and no desire to continue to continue exploring so
1: Oh yeah, no. I was just gonna say Jonathan has had not listened to this album, so therefore I had not listened to this album because it did not play in the house. Um, and so then wow. I said that we were doing this for the podcast, and I listened to it, and then he had to go and listen to it because he didn't want me to know more Bruce Springsteen
2: than him. Wow, Harper, you won't you won't listen to an album unless <laughs> your boyfriend listens to an album. Did you even see Barbie? Uh,
1: yeah, I am. I'm a I'm a Kenified Barbie. <laughs> you know, I live in the the patriarchy
2: yeah i'm a
0: kin cell finally admit, like i'm no shame i have we talked about this i think most of his album covers suck i think <laughs> so this doesn't match, this
3: doesn't match the, the album the content no. of the album at all well,
0: and they're just conceptually so boring where every every album cycle he's like what if it was my face again it's like oh. <laughs> You know, born in the USA and Born to Run, iconic covers, Green, yeah, Asbury. what Dark, if it was it's also my very- butt? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where he got really out of the box thinking. it's like, we've done my face, but my butt.
2: <laughs> Talk to the booty because the face is off duty. <laughs> Finally, but to Stephanie's point, he invented
3: that phrase. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I think this
0: album and the aesthetic of it does unlock him for a lot of people. Because the primary cultural conception of him is the bulked up Rambo looking guy who's sweaty and is like a heartland rock person talking about America and factories and unions and losing your house, etc., <laughs> and getting out of this town. And this is more of a beach party of a record than anything else. It's so uh, really apolitical in so many ways. It's so colorful. It doesn't feel weighed down by anything. It feels dramatic, mm-hmm. but like in a technicolor sort of fashion. And it feels really live. It doesn't feel like it's trying to make a, a grandiose statement about anything other than sort of like, it's not even like complicated. It's tribute to the geographic location. It just is like an ode to it. Yeah, It, it is, you know, everything is locational. The first song is on E Street. The second song is at the boardwalk. The third song, you know, was partially inspired by a sign he saw at a strip club on the highway saying, Kitty's back, you know? Mm. Uh, New York, incident on 57. Like It's it's all just so, somewhere in the swamps of Jersey on Rosalita. It is just all about place and mood rather than like, who am I? and What am I doing? It's like telling you, the listener, about some place that you may or may not have been or capturing it for those that have. And I think that color is just not what most people think of when they think of him. It just feels like the, we need to take care of each other and unionize or whatever. Like it's it's more that flavor I think for most people than it is like the the sort of block party that this sounds and feels like, and literally on the lead track.
3: Do you feel like the because it's so easy to like and it's like so uncom- uncomplicated that it's like you're the one you kind of go back to the most sort of?
0: Well, no, it's not even that where it's like, oh, it's so simple that I can enjoy it. It's more just like some of the songwriting is just up my alley, has my number and just feels so painfully romantic. I think one of the last recording sessions uh, for this took place on September 23rd, third, 19- nineteen. 73, which is his 24th birthday. So he was a young man when he wrote this, he was very young. And, and there's so much of it too, when I, when I look back on it and then even trying to like re-examine the influences of this, because I just like really experienced this more viscerally than intellectually at this point. Uh, But it's so Van Morrison, he's ripping off Van Morrison so much on this album and the album before, like so much of Kitty's Back, New York City Serenade, Uh, Even parts of Sandy is so, you know, what Van Morrison was doing on Domino or what he was doing on um, St. Dominic's Preview, et cetera. Um, He's so indebted to him. And he's even said that in his autobiography. So I think just like the romantic sound of it and how lush it is and uh, that's what like magnetizes me to it. it. It makes me feel so good to listen to. And the fact that there's such disparate sounds to each song, whereas Born to Run, it, it flows into each other in a really beautiful way. And same thing with Darkness. But this is like, this is a different city block with each song that you're getting into. So it's not like, oh, it's kind of the samey. They're doing the same sort of arrangement on this one, the same sort of arrangement on this one. With this one, I, with this uh, album, he talked about how like he felt really misunderstood by his debut album because they put all the new Bob Dylan comparisons on him and that's how they marketed him at the time. And this was him saying, no, I am a lot of things. So he was riding with kind of like a pebble in his shoe about it where I can, I could do this. I can sing like this. I can, yeah, yeah, I, can yeah. do, I can use this sort of uh color palette and storytelling and, and you feel a sense of striving that you certainly hear on Born to Run, but you don't hear as much. On the first album, you you hear it come into fruition so much, especially inspired by the length of time of like these six, seven, eight, nine minute songs. You could that that is the work of someone who's like really trying to prove something to you, and I and I for one think it's effective. <laughs>
3: Okay, that's your you opinion. Do?
0: But like Yeah, you got me.
3: But like I, I like going into themes cuz that transitions really nicely. Um my like take on it is this is Bruce Springsteen's like effortlessly cool yet sweaty demo tape. Like this is like this is it kind of feels like um because um taylor's doing all those re-releases and she released like red before speak now and i listened to like i've never listened to those albums before and i listened to red first and then speak now after and i was like oh i don't like speak now as much like like dear john isn't as good as you know all too well like you kind of you see the line of like how like dear John went into all too well. And like that song's a masterpiece. And so when I listened to, like when I listened to this for the first time, after listening to born to run, I was like, why is this Kevin's favorite? Like, I don't understand. I'm not quite sure what this is. You know, like it doesn't like immediately like punch you like thunder road or like all those other songs. Like it kind of like reveals itself to be great, but like, it feels like, um but yeah like in terms of the demo tape it's like showcasing the many different attributes of Bruce like Bruce the poet, Bruce the working class bad boy, Bruce the romantic, Bruce the storyteller, Bruce the Broadway composer, Bruce the film director, Bruce the band leader and it's like kind of like he needed to go through this to make the the clear evident masterpiece that is born to yeah, all that. So. Yeah, I and I think
0: I, I think I couldn't like if, if this was a mock trial and I was trying to debate this is a better album than Born to Run, I might lose. But I and it might be almost like this fucking bullshit gatekeepy I actually like the second one better. <laughs> yeah, <it. yeah>, yeah. <laughs> because it is so overlooked in, in, in so many ways. Not by like the, the core fan base, but it, it's overlooked as like a, as a piece with with the rest of his catalog a little bit more. Then, yeah. then the big boys like Darkness and the Two Borns and and even like Tunnel of Love. Um, so, so I have such a, a an affection for it as well. And you know, it intersected. It's that thing we were talking about with w- our favorite albums probably came out in two thousand three, two thousand four. I was listening to this in high school. I have such memories. I can remember the rooms I was in when I listened to some of those songs for the first time, etc. And that was the soundtrack to high school that has aged with me in a different way. And again, like it sounds one way on the record. It certainly sounds different in a different way live, uh, which I'm sure we can talk about to a degree Wild Billy circus story just fucking scorches live, man. Does it? <laughs> no, I've never seen it, but no, okay. not really. I was about to be
2: like, that would be insane.
0: <laughs> If they add like huge drums and yeah, a wall of guitars, yeah, yeah. To Wild Billy Circus Story, yeah, that that's the weak spot of the album to me. But it's the nice transition between like the the very intense location colloquial geography of the first three songs. Then there's Wild, Wild Billy Circus Story, and then the next three are like romantic epics. Yes, those yes, are yeah. like that, that's when the first the first half is is a real place. And the second half is kind of a dreamland and a sort of fantasy land that may or may not exist.
1: Yeah, I feel like summer is a theme. Like it just it just feels like he really captures the feeling of like it's hot. We're in New Jersey or New York or something and we're all outside. We're dancing and we're outside because it's hot Uh, and we're all like you know, hooking up under the boardwalk because it's hot and it's summer and that's what you do. And we're all cruising at the circuit because that's what you do, you know? It
0: certainly communicates heat. He even talks about like the lead guitar line in Kitty's Back because it is one of the ways he's described it is like it's a song set to a strip tease almost which you do hear like it's so <laughs> almost cartoony in that but he said it sounds like hotness it sounds like sweat it sounds it sounds like heat so can you overlay point, it i think uh, that's true
2: that Jennifer Lopez scene in uh, Hustlers. A
1: criminal. Oh, yeah. I'm
2: sure you could.
0: <laughs> no disrespect to Miss Apple, but yes, I'm sure you could.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Uh, uh, when I saw that movie in theaters, these two guys uh, were in the theater next to us like Looking at each other like, oh yeah, like, like <laughs> literally, like rubbing their hands together. Like, I could get used to, yeah, this. Like, like, oh yeah, so yeah, yeah. So and one of the guys <laughs> secretly like recorded the scene where Jennifer Lopez like does her like, let me show you how it's done, Mama pole dance, uh-huh. and then they left. <laughs>
3: Yikes. <laughs> I got what I needed. <laughs> Literally. Wow.
2: Yeah, I'm um, sure they like jerked off together. They didn't want to like whatever. watch. <laughs> like <laughs> they they the didn't Beatles. They did finish that house movie back.
3: together. Like see oh how that God. ends.
2: <laughs> they recorded Nicole Kidman walking, her feet, stepping into the puddle. And then they oh. recorded Oh, uh, <laughs> no. But, no. Damn. So, yeah, um, that's a that's a, that
0: that's big for foot guys. I just realized that.
2: I mean, that's huge. You know what? The the gays, the foot guys, and KTP. <laughs> that's who it's for. It's the core
0: demo. <laughs> yeah.
3: so, so those are your themes, Michael? Like of this album? Like, yeah, those are the themes. <laughs> the the th- Michael's themes guys, are, <laughs> are, like are guys hustlers. recording Jennifer
2: Lopez <laughs> and Oslers. <laughs> <sighs>
0: I can think of another little theme if we want to talk about it, which is there's, I mean, and there's, there's fiction and storytelling on all his stuff, but there's so many characters. Mm -hmm. There's so many character specific names. Yeah. There's the titular wild Billy. There's, uh, Rosalita. Uh, Johnny and Jane. There's, there's Rosalita. There's Puerto Rican and Jane. There's Kitty. There's Cat Long. There's fucking, I should have made a list of this. There's obviously Sandy. There's, um, Easy Joes there there's Lil Angel there's every song there's you know all of them Sloppy Sue who could forget Sloppy Sue and we do dedicate this episode to Sloppy Sue in her memory yeah, yeah. cuz she did she did pass away of covid
3: unfortunately oh, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah she's a virulent anti-masker yeah
0: I was like She got sloppy with safety She's holistically sloppy it's not just in one area unfortunately but I like that. I like, I like those nicknames and I love, I love the calm response to that and certainly fictionalizing it to almost this cartoony effect.
3: Yeah. They're like archetypes a mm-hmm. little bit. They're just kind of like, uh, I think the best instance is like kitty, kitty cat long. And like kitty is like, it feels more abstract and like, kind of like elemental a little sure. bit instead of just like, I think that's like a potential low light for me is like, sometimes the archetypes felt a little like, um, we have West Side Story at home. Like, this like, this is what you get.
0: Yeah. A little bit like. Well, can I tell you something about that? He, he claims when it came out, he said, I've never seen West Side Story. It was. Okay. I'm like, dog, really? Holy it wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> they're Puerto Rican and it's Romeo and Juliet and it's not based on West Side Story. All right. On some days, that is my favorite song of his. That's my number one.
3: I think like, just like uh in terms of all those characters the theme is like kind of the wild the innocent in the east Street shuffle of the idea that like some characters are like wild and then they beckon the innocent to like join their world and then the innocent teach the wild characters to like love and feel romance and learn affection and stuff like that and they kind of like meet in the middle to like dance and like stuff like that's mm-hmm. kind of generally like That's kind of a like nice
0: read i like
3: yeah this. he's like a little like he's like kind of like these are going back to taylor swift these are this feels very like folklore Evermorey in terms of just like hey, these characters uh, these it's not me but like kind of a little bit
0: he has a reverse taylor arc in terms of the auto fictional nature of writing where he started out in this completely capturing a mood and a place in geography but being like This is not my life, except for Rose Layton, when he's like, the record company did give me a big advance. So, yeah, that is me. Uh, And that was based on a relationship he had with a woman named Diane Lozito, I believe. Uh, At the time, and of course, she got a lot of run off of saying, "That's me,
2: (laughs) Rosalita." (laughs) Who doesn't?
0: Which, and then in his autobiography, he says, "Like, no, that was someone else. That was (laughs) that was a high school girlfriend." So there's competing Rosalita narratives uh, to talk about.
2: I have. I'm going to come out on this podcast and say I have never cared about what any who any song is about, ever from any artist. Okay. I feel For like many artists, not it, Taylor, not no, any of them. It makes it worse to know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, when Emma falls in love, we were talking about this on the Speak Now episode, but like, knowing that it's about Emma Stone, I'm like, <laughs> fuck off, Taylor. <laughs> like, I do not well, want to hear about Emma Stone. <laughs> I think that's, that's so the
3: funny. benefit of Bruce, though, is like these, it's like pre internet, and it's like, they're, they're, he's such, he, I I, like my perception of him he has such a boring like outside of the music kind of life that it's like oh he married a wife and stuff like that and like it's like like as so (laughs) many of us do (laughs) I'm like it's not like are you a wife?
2: (laughs) are you my (laughs) wife?
3: There's no, like, but there's no, like, oh, then he met Taylor Lautner at the, blah, 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 like, and it's, like, not that,
2: like. When will Ice Spice uh, feature on one of these songs? Yeah, facts. <laughs> facts. For <laughs> the <Zaleta>. facts. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: now, can you imagine? That'd be bad.
2: Uh, uh, unlike the Karma I, remix, should- <laughs> which, according to you, Kevin, is good.
0: Oh, you like it? Did I say no, that? No,
2: no, <laughs> <laughs> what, what,
0: the, what? What the What's this go, weird? I almost got legitimately a <laughs> <ability. laughs> That's not what I said. No. <laughs> that was AI.
2: I've never liked it's AI. It.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a
2: song
3: written by AI sometimes. Whatever.
2: Mm, I mean, truly. Mm, mm, mm.
3: uh, any? <laughs> I think we should move on to highlights and lowlights. lights <laughs> <than> this break. <laughs> Click. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I don't know how to do anything. Um, but welcome back. Um, we're here to talk about Bruce Springsteen, The Wild, The Innocent, and the E Street Shuffle. Um, so I didn't actually, I don't think I've actually said the name of this album. You said it.
4: Certainly. Yeah. Uh,
3: I
1: think you said it once. Yeah. Okay,
3: you couched okay. it. But you um, it. <laughs> yeah. So I also just like want to, this is actually the meat of why I wanted to discuss with Kevin too, because. Uh, and this, like, kind of ties into themes of the before we get into highlight songs. Is when I talked about, say, when I talked about the effortlessly cool yet sweaty demo tape. Like, and Kevin, you had like this review of Mission Impossible where you compared Bruce Springsteen to Tom Cruise and like how they're cut from the same cloth, even though they're so different. And um, th- th- I just like, I'm so curious about this contradiction of this person who is like simultaneously like, so like when you watch him perform, he's so cool and so present and like, Oh my God, this guy is awesome. But he's like putting in so much work and you could like kind of feel the sweat, like splashing onto you a little bit as he's like putting so much, so much effort into this. And like, um, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about like, I, in terms of like demo tapes, like this is kind of like him showing, like putting so much work into like this product yet. He's somehow like, like he finds the balance where he's cool somehow. Like he, he somehow finds that balance. So I was like, just, I want to talk a little bit about that, but about that. I think bit. the so. opening
0: line of East street shuffle being, it sounds like a little kid coming back from recess and, and be like, Oh, ah! like sparks fly on Street when the boy profits walk handsome and hot. Like it, it is so <laughs> overexcited and almost a little bit thirsty but but the song is so fun as a container for that like excitement and and ebullience and, and joy that it completely works but he's still in his like in in, in his first album uh, the first song in his first album is blinded by the light which is very similar, man, man, drummers, bombers, and Indians in the summer with the teenage diplomat. It's just so wordy and it's so much, which is why he got like some mm-hmm. of the Dylan comparisons because that that was like an easy comparison at the time. It's like, oh, they're very verbose, Dylan. I guess you know. Uh, although there were there were other parts of it too. With yeah, with the sweat of it, I, I, I'm looking for an interesting link for this like thematically because I, I I so much more experience that in terms of like live performance with him which is not to say like can he pull this off it looks really hard it looks like he almost can't but it's just like the, the 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 proposition of someone really showing up to do an excellent job the way that like you really enjoy it when the barista seems to be having a great time at work and is like genuinely interested and seems happy to like make the thing and serve you and talk to you and all that stuff. But like on the large scale arena and stadium level of someone who's just like so happy to be there. So, so the, the, the sweat piece of it is less like, "Uh Oh, I don't know if he can do that. That looks really hard. It's more like, Oh, he's, he's putting in so much effort the way that we all admire people in different corners of our life for the effort and energy, or even like as a friend, when people like reach out or communicate well with us, where it just feels like, okay, am I boring Michael?
2: (laughs) Wow. I'm sorry. That was not an on my gone. I was listening to you. And honestly, Kevin, this is true. I have like a parasocial enough relationship with you that when you're talking, I start to be like, Oh, I'm listening to a podcast. (laughs) It's
0: like, oh, it's a video podcast today. It's so oh,
2: oh, I'm talking to you. <laughs> the podcast is talking I'm back. So man. Sorry. It's like a black I'm man. So, Wait, so he so can sorry. see me. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! My <laughs> <laughs> face is oh, absolutely beat right, sorry, right now. It's <laughs> so sorry, it's my favorite
0: thing to do when someone yawns because I yawn too <laughs> oh. in the middle of a con- just to be like, sorry, am oh. I boring you?
2: <laughs> I it, oh. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm leaving the The call.
0: transition into that
2: one stunning, <laughs> yeah. too.
0: So, for example, <laughs> I've never seen Bruce yawn on stage. That's the kind of interview <laughs> oh, yeah. that he brings uh, to, to... Born to yawn. To, so, born oh, to yawn. God. Trip's like, oh, so, where am
2: I? <laughs> I'll never yawn. Kevin, this is a Michael Levitato promise. I will never yawn again.
0: No, yawn away, <laughs> King. This is a safe space for it. You're, <laughs> you're loved, accepted, you. and valued. <laughs> that kind of sounds like the end of it's Jungle un-animal. Land.
3: <laughs> 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 but okay, so like. Um, That's so interested in this <laughs> like, okay yeah
2: i deserve it i'm a piece of no shit. no sorry, no, no i
0: wasn't calling you out seeing this is this is kind of to <laughs> familiarity we can have multiple episodes in uh-huh. to our arc our yeah. little yeah. mini series yeah. within the series that we're doing
3: not to like get like too i don't i don't want to like blow too much like smoke up your butt kevin but like i i do find that quality in you in the way you like gilmore like having a gilmore guys like podcast is like uncool but like the way you the dedication you put into it and like kind of like,
4: it's not the, cool, like Kevin.
3: It, but like it kind of like the work you put into it and, like the your your demeanor and like all that stuff like it kind of circles back around to being like really really cool and like really really i look at you and i, I look at your stories and go like wow this, this is a cool dude you know oh. like I, he's figured something out that like he that balance of just like that earnestness and like that sweetness combined with just like um, with with every like piece of art you put out, it's like oh, it's clearly like cares so much about this. He's putting so much of himself into it, and like cu- cutting up a a compilation of all the pop culture references in like a Gilmore got Girls episode, and like put that's just like one segment, and like it's it that that's just like something I wanted to uh, that's very flattering uh, expressing like kind of like throw. Like throw like like I just like that parallel came to me listening to this like the like I was it was always kind of like oh he likes Bruce Springsteen that's kind of cool but like I was like oh wow the lineage of just like not and not to make it too grand of a thing but like that's like. Oh, wow. I see, I kind of see more clearly like the parallels of like what you inherited from him a little bit. Wow. So,
2: yeah. Oh, my
0: God. Well, I'm going to remember that for a while.
3: And who can,
2: can say I if I've been for, for, for better the better? <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Look I at me. I'm engaging. I'm not yawning. I'm seeing <laughs> songs from <Whoa.
3: laughs> like,
2: Because we- I.
3: People,
0: people are the me talking. We know he's <laughs> awake.
2: We know he's got That's a right. pulse. I'm alive. <laughs> I can still sing for good. That's very, very
0: kind, Andrew. Thank you for saying that. This, this is very,
4: oh, very of course. sweet. Yeah. Uh, I and, like that this is a secret Kevin fandom
0: episode inside of <laughs> Bruce Springsteen episode. This is great. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I hope there's like, there's uh, whether it's like media or artists or even like some like even minor parasocial stuff, like we all have like little models for that in, in our lives too, where it's like, Oh, like, get, cause, cause that's the thing with, with the Bruce stuff. And, and we, we did tap into this last time, which is like, there, certain people have like an aura and patina of accessibility, which is like, so some people it's like, I am like, like the Beyonce model, Beyonce is very much, I am a perfect cyborg of performance and black excellence and perfection. I am not like you. I am up here high in the sky. You will never be like me. You can come celebrate me. And then there's other people and artists and and other media where it's like, I'm kind of like you. I I might be a little, you know, obviously people in comedy function this way, but, but certainly like artists, musicians, writers, like have more of a, a a tenderhearted openness where it feels like I, it's almost like I'm not special. I'm just like putting in the time in the way that like, you're also not special in the same way I'm not special. So the, the access can be granted to whatever the thing is that you admire in terms of skill set or ability or talent. It's just a matter of where you want to focus your energy. So, so you know, it's like, it, and the same thing with Cruz too. It was like, you know, is he the best actor alive? He is the, he is the most actor alive, you know, in some ways. <laughs> 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 and like dedicated to in a way that's like probably bad and very dark but but just as an example of something where it's like oh yeah this this could be for everybody if we wanted it to be uh and and excellence and talent is not you know a fairy visiting you in the night from the forest and you get it and you don't get it but it's like it's, it it is um an energy available for any of us to tap into if we want to
3: like I feel like we should like, like actually like talk about songs now. Like I I was I was just wanted to indulge that. Thank you for of indulging. Of um, Let's let's talk about highlight songs. Um,
0: well, I want I want to know what everyone else's highlights are first, because because mine are boring. I'm like half of them. You know, like I could say they're all tied for number one for me because I I've heard all of these songs live except for Wild Billy. I think I've never heard Sandy live in New York City. Suriname. But I guess I've heard half of them live. I've heard four of them live.
1: I really love New York City Serenade. I loved, loved, loved that song. It's such an epic. Like, I know we just talked about, we were talking about the 2020 Experience, which is like an album full of 10-minute songs also. But, um, <laughs> uh, 2020 you know, feel experience. how you will about that. Oh, Yeah, man. coming out soon or already out. Um But anyway, uh I just love it. I mean, it, there's so much happening in this song because it is like 10 minutes long. There's this, like, piano at the beginning that weirdly reminds me of um, uh, Muse. There's this Muse song called Space Dementia that's on Origin of Symmetry. And so it has this very long, like, dramatic piano opening that reminds me a lot of the piano in this song. Um, So I, I just thought it was so amazing. Like, all of the things that, like, this, of course, like, Bruce's influence is, like, massive. And I just haven't really... Like, thought about it that much. But, you know, like, I hear Muse in this. Of course, I hear Taylor in this, right? Like, it's another, like, narrative lyrics that reminds me of Taylor. Um, but then there's just like fun parts, right? Like I I love the clapping when he's like when they're doing like uh no, she won't take the train, you know, all that clapping is so good. Um and then also it feels a little Lou Reedy at parts. Like there's just so much happening in the song. And then there's the strings at the end, which are gorgeous. It's just this song does everything. And so, like sometimes a 10-minute song feels like it's 10 minutes and it's too long, and it's like why am I watching the Scorsese movie of a song, you know? <laughs> but this does not feel that way. This is a, <laughs> so you know, this is a 10 minute song that feels like you're having a good energetic time the whole time. And I, I really loved it.
0: Harper, to the point of the the piano intro, which is so lovely, uh, David Sanxias, who didn't end up being his full-time piano player, but was very influential on in the rest of his sound, He would reach into the piano and strum the strings with his finger instead of, like, actually playing it. And then he would use his other hands to control the rest of the strings with a pedal, which is how you get that kind of, like, otherworldly harp sound that's right at the beginning, Um, which is so, like... And I think it's so counterintuitive, again, to what people's popular idea of Bruce's, which is, like, it's so ornamental and and just like lush and magical, that sort of sound. It sounds like falling in love. And I remember learning that song on piano in college and, and playing it all the time since then.
4: I think it might be Sandy. I think it might be Sandy. Or I and I I kinda wanna have a soft spot for Rosalita, but I think it might be Sandy. I just like there's something about it that's like I like how young it is. Mm-hmm. I there's something about the idea of like that idea of like falling in love as like a young person and like, you just have no idea that you're like, yeah, this is totally going to last forever. But even if it doesn't, it's going to last a long time. You just have no concept of like the future. And I love that sort of immediacy of it. And like, it took me by surprise because the first time I listened to it I was like oh you know I like it was like it's a little y and I'm not usually a ballad sure. person and then I like dug into the lyrics and I was like oh I dig this actually I just love the world he's creating in this song
0: yes it's so vivid right And and especially like there's such a sincerity to the juvenile lust of like hey, under the boardwalk, the girls promised to unsnap their jeans. (laughs) Like, even though (laughs) was so funny (laughs) to, like, capture, but to kind of give it respect. And then, again, one of those things that, like, his career when he like wrote and sang this at 24 years old and now he's singing as like a man in his fifties, a man in his sixties. So it sounds like remembering that time.
3: It's like, cause it, it feels like it's already built in like the nostalgia, like how the inherent sadness of it a little, just like the looking back. It's like he, it, he has that line about just like one day we'll look at it at this and think it's all funny and stuff like mm-hmm. that. There is like this like precocious like lived in quality to like a young man. Like who's just like
0: that line of like, someday we'll look back on this and it'll all sound funny. And there's a line in Thunder Road. Maybe we're not that young anymore. That was like that trick of putting bread in the Ziploc bag to keep your stuff. Like it's, it's made the music so evergreen in a way that it always feels like retrospect even in the presence, like it was, it was a, not to say like he did 4D chess and he knew, you know, that he would be selling out Wrigley field, uh, even though, <laughs> right. you know, young pot, young podcasters in Chicago wouldn't come out to it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Dude, but
4: Andrew, to your point too, like, I think that, and I guess to this other, like the, the point of it sort of feeling like a, a demo tape a little bit is I think that born to run, does that nostalgia a little bit better and this feels like a draft of that where it does it just it feels like it is like oh yeah like it feels like the nostalgia feels like intellectual coming from a man that young where he's like yeah i know i know someday but he doesn't he doesn't he just doesn't get it yet like he lacks the life experience to have the foresight and to have you know what i mean but there's something that i find really in
2: steph i love that take that brings that's like a Turning on a floodlight on this album to me a little bit. I love that
3: take. Wow, it's instead of like born to run, it's fetus to nope. walk.
2: Nice. This album, instead of fetus to walk, it's more like ship to wreck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, <Nice. laughs> Kevin turn off his yeah. camera. He was it, like, it, you it, gotta
3: it.
0: go. I'm just getting around. No, you can say fetus to walk. <laughs>
3: Thank you for giving me permission.
0: <laughs> You're welcome. I won't even yawn.
3: Wow, Stephanie, <laughs> with her with her like three pointer point, and I'm just like, what is the walk? Okay,
2: yeah, Steph, thanks um, for saying good things. Andrew, what's he, What's your highlight? All
3: right, time for me to say good things. Uh, <laughs> like, anything's I like,
4: better than what you just said. So, uh,
3: I like. Um, Kitty's back. I think that's so great. Um Just, uh, I, I already talked about like, it's so cinematic and it's cinematic and theatrical at the same time. And then I love, I especially love the instrumental break. It feels very like dance break in a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And I like how, I like how the, the drums like kind of like suddenly just speed mm-hmm. up and like this really uh, just like upsetting way. And then it kind of goes back. Da, 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 da. It returns back to like the motif, you know, and like, Oh, we're back. And then I, in terms of his voice, um, I like how, I like how this, I it uses the longness of the song to its advantage in terms of just like how many peaks it has. I just like, uh, kid is back in town. Kid is back in town. And then like the, the there's like this deflation at the end of just like um you know i'm going to accept kitty back anyways a little bit like with like and with his voice he kind of like deflates a little bit too. who amongst
0: us can relate to that toxic ex (laughs) comes (laughs) back it's like well maybe it's different kitty and no it's not (laughs) we've all been there my fa- the live versions end up being about 16 minutes long because it's oh a, it's a, it's a showcase for the band uh, which is what it was in in the early 70s when they would play it and there's more of an emphasis on it and he wrote this not long after touring as an opening act for the band Chicago speaking of Chicago um, and so Hey, hot dog. people! Hot dog.
2: Uh, some people. Hey, did you guys speculate? know Dave Matthews tour bus drove through Chicago one time?
0: That's right. The anniversary of that was like two days
2: ago.
0: I'm sad. Real I went on the architecture to tour last time I was in Chicago, but we did
4: and they not. Didn't.
2: They didn't. No I leaned my head back. I opened my mouth wide, and nothing happened.
3: Imagine a piss. <laughs> I was at the splash show.
0: (laughs) I'm like tarp ready and everything. That's so nasty. (laughs) That is nasty. Not cool.
4: (laughs) Did you think what Andrew said was worse than what you said?
2: (sighs) What, leaning my head back?
4: (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ.
2: Michael, what was your highlight, sir? Oh my god, I liked uh, the E Street Shuffle. It was fun. It felt yeah. like, like a, felt like a video game backtrack to some degree. It felt like a what video Sonic, game? Like, like <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, kind of. Like, I feel like Sonic the Hedgehog has these like. Kind of zoomy area, I, then, then,
3: like the at the end. There's like a little bit of like the like a little bit. Yeah, it's, it feels like celebratory. It
2: feels like fun. It feels <laughs> fast.
0: You know what? I kind of hear the sonic of it all on the on the outro. yeah. I guess I could see old knuckles and
3: tails joining the squad to that song. I think I could. Knuckles and Tails sound like Bruce Springsteen characters.
0: That's true. the met
3: up with Knuckles. <laughs> Tails wasn't far
0: behind. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Robotnik brought some beer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, still talking about something that truck? Right. Awesome. <laughs> So yeah. funny, it feels so. like it feels like Jim Carrey's there. It feels like James Marsden is there. It feels like uh, Sonic and his weird teeth, like that version of him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, <Sonic. laughs> yeah, just like Tom Cruise. I feel like
1: on the your last episode, you guys were talking about like kind of comparing briefly um, Bruce and David Bowie, mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of interesting because this song reminds me a little bit of Dancing in the Streets. You know, where yeah. it's like just it's like a call to dance. Mm-hmm. You know, in a in a fun way, in a fun summer way.
4: I also love it as an overture to the album. There's something about this. Yeah. Well, there's something about, I mean, Andrew pointed it out earlier because there's something about this whole album to me that feels like, it doesn't feel like there's a one story arc that would be like a show, but it feels like a concept album for a musical and like East street shuffle. Like it starts with a tune up and like, right. It's like, and it's like, it would be such a great, like opening number not that I only think about theater. I promise I have other interest guys. Like Sometimes,
3: like, like intern. It sounds like something he would write. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Sometimes Famously. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Did he have also like fun. Found- an office?
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> right. Uh,
0: yeah. What they do, Stephanie, they do that tune up when when he tours with the Horns. They do it. I I watched, I found a live of it from
4: this year and it's fun. He conducts the beginning of it, mm-hmm. which is really fun to watch. It is it's so super, cute. super cool.
0: I know. I've never yeah. seen it with the Horns, but I'm looking forward to that. I am realizing now I enjoyed listening to this album the most in high school. That makes a lot of sense. I think, yeah, (laughs) I think Born to Run is probably like the more complete experience and the technically better, but just like listening to Sandy when you're 16 years old, it's like, that's now, that is me (laughs) right now. So, you know. That's Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. uh, that's a hard thing to shake. East
3: Street Shuffles like the one song I feel the sweatiness of, just like a young artist trying to prove his lyrical Mm -hmm. prowess a little bit. Like that's like the you. That's where the sweat, like of the the lyrical dexterity of just like um, now those East Street brats and Twilight dual flashlight phantoms and full star streams is like. What? And it was like, oh, like, those girls drove that car right, over here. Right. You know, it was just like,
4: it's yeah, like he's like using a lot of language. He's yeah. like really going for like, how many words can I fit into a line before I have to take a breath?
0: Yeah, it, it's yeah. like a, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's which a, is fun. It's an upside down pyramid. His his lyric writing for, in his career where it starts here and it just keeps getting down more and more and more and more and more, and more. to the point when you get to like. <laughs> you know, even like Tunnel of Love, but certainly Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska is the easiest example where it's just like, I saw her on her front lawn twirling her baton. It's so simple.
3: And everyone just everyone in the, all the old people in the audience are just like sobbing and just like, yeah, I just I saw that too, you know? <laughs> exactly. yeah. I think it's interesting. It
0: really no,
4: I think it's interesting that I, I think Andrew's assessment that it's like sort of effortlessly cool is interesting. And I wonder if I would feel this way if I had listened to this album as a younger person, but like as a you know, as a, as a 30 year old, like I, I hear, I don't hear the effortlessness of the cool. You know what I mean? Like I, I hear this like kid who's like really trying to like, it's exactly what you're saying. Like, I'm trying to impress you. Like I'm trying to look at how smart and cool, not in a pretentious way, but just like, I'm very smart. I promise. Like, you know, it's, but I find that really endearing. I I think that's really enjoyable.
3: Uh, Stephanie's point. Like, I think I, what I meant was like, uh, not that he's like effortlessly, not quite effortlessly cool, but like the fact that he's putting, like, trying so hard and still coming out the other end, into yeah, it, like totally. you were saying, is the impressive part. I think. Yeah,
0: it's so young.
3: It's like, what are you, what are you doing, bud? Like, if it, it could have been that, yeah, so he easily, doesn't it's read just like
0: obnoxious, It's a youthful album, East Street
3: Shuffle. Like that's <laughs> okay.
0: Wait, who is <was> that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was Bruce Springsteen. Oh, it's a great.
4: It's a great Bruce Springsteen. Sorry. I thought it was a monster impression. Mash. God. <laughs> he's also done Monster Mash live. It's a great video. You should watch it. But he actually
0: has. He actually has. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He it's did great. Monster. Mash. It was a monster
3: mash. He also performed Monster, like you know, like <laughs> you know,
0: Sasquatch, ghouls, goblins with no conscience. <laughs> Question: What are these things all having come? Incident on Fifty Seventh Street and Rosalita. Those, those are the two where. And I, I, I've i actually never been in one of these. But you know how on the album, that those two, there's no gap. They flow right into each other. There's no break. There's no fade out. Sometimes when he plays live, he'll do incident and then go straight into And he'll have Roy, his piano player, play it. And, and there is not a better sound than that. And that transition where it goes from this like, Gorgeous, romantic ballad about doomed star-crossed lovers into a party. Oh, it's so fun. I've, se- I've seen Instant on 57th Street a few times, to- at least once. One of the first shows I ever went to uh in Philadelphia. He played it there, and I was very embarrassed because I didn't know the lyrics yet. Because I was just a 17-year-old boy. I didn't know all 300 songs. Rosalita is just like the best thing you've ever heard live. Like, that song... And the way that they perform that, in the way that they expand it in the, the the vibe of that, which if you wanted to, gang, some of you could see tomorrow. If you wanted to. It's happening down the street. And you're making Andrew, it. I
4: think if we don't go, Kevin is gonna Well, die. Maybe,
0: <laughs> maybe I think we have maybe to go. next next year I'm a little busy when the old booking email comes in. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that I'm gonna be talking to some people that aren't actually committed to the subject matter.
4: <laughs> which the they cover. <laughs>
0: that they may, that they're forced by one of their guests that they see once a year to go. Spend hundreds of dollars on a show <laughs> that they don't really care about that much. Rosalita gave me a vocabulary for romantic love before I'd, I'd yeah. experienced any romantic love in my life. That was like yeah, truly formative. That, yeah. I mean, yeah, it was just the. I, I remember, uh, you know, listening to this album. And then there's the the album Stephanie was referring to the 1975 performances where he's wearing a big old hat in Hammersmith Theater in London at the Odeon. And, um, and and they played the song so freaking fast back then. It's like soul punk, is how they describe the sound of it. And I remember driving around the suburbs of Kingwood, Texas, just a little bit north of Houston. I would like time my drives to the songs. Like I want to hit this point at this mm. part and this point at this part. And they would do wild stuff to Rosalita. They put the shaft theme in the middle of Rosalita for a lot of <laughs> a lot of the performances. In a way that was so fun.
2: I got I got a low light.
0: Is it the circus song? Because that's mine.
2: Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah it
2: is the circus <laughs> song, but specifically this line. Hey, son, you want to try the God big top? Damn what, is Bruce Springsteen on Grinder now? All right. There you go. <laughs> 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 that one got me. <laughs> <laughs> was lo- I, wanna, I want you guys to know that's the only thing I wrote
3: down in- <laughs> 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 hey son, you want it. I top. he texted <laughs> that to us and I was like, save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and like so he just said it again. <laughs> like. Oh listen, we could do that
0: game of like this this line sounds a little weird out of context. Like <laughs> the only lover I'm ever gonna need is your soft, sweet little girl's tongue. We could do 20 minutes on oh, that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. But he's singing from the but you know, I'm saying that's important yeah, conversation. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. singing from a youthful
2: yeah. perspective. Also, big big top. I know it's a circus. It's just a little Oh, joke, it can guys. be a circus, I tell you that
0: show. much. It can hey, be a okay.
3: Uh so any lowlights, any street observations, anything we haven't talked about?
1: Oh, uh, just about Wild Billy's circus story, just said it like all I could think of on that one was uh Bradley Cooper as the geek in the <laughs> Nightmare <laughs> Alley. Like that was my entire vision. Wait, Harper, are you a member of the Geek Squad?
0: Which is what I call big fans of Nightmare Alley. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw it and I said, her motives were confusing at best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true. That movie's yeah. messy and kind of weird looking. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite jokes used to be <laughs> to be like, just talking to a friend like, Hey, I was listening to this song the other day, and it really reminded me of you. <laughs> and to play the beginning of Wild Billy circus story—that's a good <laughs> That's a good, <laughs> <word>. <laughs> That's That's this a good one. This reminded me.
2: Send it to your crush. <laughs> like, send it to your
0: crush. <laughs> like, this. To it. me, this is us. You know. That's a yeah. good bit.
3: But yeah, Love like, uh, let's uh, let's uh, like uh, wrap this up. Let's give our final thoughts and ratings on this. Uh, what a fun time! What a chill time, too. Genuinely, just like it was, it was like kind of like yeah. Can't I really wait to hear the twenty minute time.
0: episode so. that comes out. I you know.
3: <laughs> I, I'm self conscious just like people losing retention and stuff like that. People are going like, "Oh, this is boring." They're talking about like, you "Gotta you keep know, it nice stuff. and tight." Uh, just, so let's go
2: through final thoughts and Just like the big topic oh <laughs>
0: I really
3: oh thought God. we
4: were gonna let that we we all enjoyed that silence, and I was like, we're all gonna be grown-ups and we're all gonna <laughs> let it go. Sure. <laughs> Son people. of a bitch.
0: And it turns out no.
2: And, and then I slowly yeah. went, and I walked up to the microphone
3: and I said, nice and tight. I don't know about this. I don't know if we're going to release this. <laughs> <laughs> it goes in the trash. Oh, man. Cut to zero. <laughs> we have to re this
4: later.
0: Like I thought
4: no, this. Michael. Taylor's version. Yeah.
2: Imagine how boring this would be without me, guys. You wish. Uh,
3: the way this works is we'll rate this out uh, 10 with a fun metric at the end. Uh, who would like to go first? I
2: got it. Uh I like this. It is short like Kevin was saying it's an easy listen, so it's a good approachable way to listen to uh Bruce Springsteen regardless of where you start. Um I for one do enjoy uh the hits I think a little bit more from Bruce Springsteen more than I enjoy uh this kind of storytelling version of Bruce Springsteen. I would like to enjoy it more, but I just don't think I've listened to enough of it. I I'm too used to maybe uh my entryway was even you know uh some 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 of the bigger hits so uh because of that it wasn't exactly my favorite album i still liked it i'm curious to hear more but it may be a year until Kevin comes back, I to actually <laughs> listen to more. So, well, or it you know might what, be a going... little more
0: than that, depending on what happens tomorrow. Wrigley Field. <laughs> I was going to say, if Kevin comes back, Jesus <laughs> Christ.
2: You know, what? that's true. You're right. Maybe I'll never listen to Bruce Springsteen ever again. And he's like, Who Kevin, knows? if you started
4: driving right now, <laughs> I could meet us at Wrigley Field. Yeah. <laughs> you can make it.
2: Uh, all that being said, though, I-, I would listen to this again, and therefore I will give this seven. Uh, <laughs> He's I'm gonna sorry, say big tops. Yeah, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna give it seven big tops out of ten. I'm sorry, I had to do it. I laughed before I did it, and Steph so knew what I was gonna do already. All right.
1: Well, I'll go. I um. I enjoyed listening it to do it, to it today at my my dumb little corporate job where I was uploading files and organizing them, and I was like this is a bop. I'm having a great time. It's really getting me through my day. I listened to it on repeat all day. <laughs> it got me through. So um, I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to give it eight out of 10, uh, summer nights turning into summer dreams.
3: Ooh. That delightful image is just like carpenter or corporate job going like, yeah. this is a bop. I'm having a great time.
1: Just fully right eating now, just Cheetos, like- <laughs> typing with seven fingers, you know, listening to Bruce. That was Blessings. my day
3: today. Wow.
4: <laughs> I don't want to like I'm going to rate it in a comparison a little bit because I like Born to Run just a little bit better, but I like it. I like it. I like I I enjoy the aesthetics, not the word I'm looking for, but I just enjoy the like feeling of it. I enjoy the youthfulness of it. Um I enjoy the storytelling of it. I'm also going to give it an 8. I'm going to be basic and I'm going to give it
0: 8 East Street Shuffles out of 10. That's not basic. That's nice.
3: Yeah. I I certainly think um Born to like I revisit just like 10th Avenue freeze out just all the time. It's so fun. And like, it's just like pretty undeniable, like born to born to run. And uh, this is like, kind of like the, it's literally that, that that saying, of just like, um, you know, the wild, the innocent, the East street shuffle walked. So born to run could run a little, you know, (laughs) it feels like that. It feels like just like this was necessary for the greatness of like Bruce Springsteen and like, like the, so that was like, kind of, that's cool. Like kind of like, it's the part of the biopic where he's like, Oh, I need, I need an idea for a song. Uh, you know, it's like you just like like
2: uh, I love being alive to sprint. Oh, I I like the part of the biopic where uh you find out Stanley Tucci was gay the whole time.
3: <laughs> That's happened in multiple of those. I know. <laughs> it's just, it's like, wow.
2: Not Julie and oh, Julia and Julia. I just
4: saw. Wow, that one, that one, you got him. <laughs> no yeah, he that did. one really got.
2: I so most of the time, Andrew thinks I'm the biggest piece of shit on earth. <laughs> but just then, I gleamed for a moment. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's like. But it felt. it's <laughs> I good. I like it. Okay. No, I'm he glad. I'm it. glad. Eight, I like it. Eight switchblade love lovers Andrew. out of ten. Andrew, I mean this. I love you. <laughs> thank you i love you too michael thank you and i love you harper and i love you stephanie wow. i love, love you guys. Wow. We,
0: i love you too we all yeah. love each other
3: wow, wow. <laughs> i did say i love you kevin in the first episode we did together i was like <laughs> i was like bad boy it's like very <laughs> embarrassing <laughs> like yeah hey guess
2: what kevin never listen to that first episode <laughs> 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 wait which one the carly one yeah <laughs> oh yeah I haven't, it's I, cute You don't have to (laughs) to.
0: Listen to it right after I listened
2: back to it, Kevin, and I texted Andrew I'm like, good thing I'm here now (laughs) Good thing (laughs) I'm here now (laughs) (gasps) Yeah
0: Uh, A sort of yin and yang A a yawn and yang, if you will Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah
0: (laughs) 12 out of 10 Fish ladies Talking about it is like trying to dissect my own DNA and have objective opinions about it. I burned probably 200 <laughs> calories this morning during the course of Easter East oh. Shuffle and Kitty's Back, which was, you know, all together, like 24 minutes, just those two songs. Um, uh, so I, I, I have no perspective on this, but this taught me how to dream and how to strive in some ways, especially the wow. the social aspect and the piece of it, East Street Shuffle sounds like the sort of community that I would want to be a part of that that lead track. And hearing it live has that effect as well. Um, and and especially "Incident on Fifty Seventh Street" or "New York City Serenade." Literally, the thoughts I had while listening to three different versions of each of those songs today was like, "Oh yeah, bury me to one of these songs. Like the, this can be the song that you play as you lower me into the grave. This means so." Much to me. It's on 57th Street. Still sounds like falling in love to me. And it made me cry while I was jogging this morning. (laughs) So that's just a little insight to my different psychosis.
3: Uh, so yeah, that was our episode. That's <laughs> our episode. Andrew, you um, gotta
2: figure out a different way. To
3: wrap so that, up.
0: Was our <laughs> that was our episode. That's like going to dinner with someone being like, "So that was our dinner." It's like. <laughs> <I
3: don't know. laughs>
4: So there's what, that. What,
3: what, oh, thank you so much, Kevin, for appearing on our show. <laughs> you can We're say really in a sincere way <laughs> and not be like fucking a
4: weirdo
3: about it. And uh, yeah, we did it. That's our episode. Uh, how, Kevin, the would you like to plug? Oh,
0: gosh. This is Follow,
2: such a mess. You I know, listen yeah.
0: to Christian Fun, wherever you get your podcasts.
2: We talk about music on that as yeah, well. You know what, Kevin? I do. And I'm yawning. Away while I listen Hell yeah, I am, King. <laughs> I'm opening my mouth Wide and yawning
0: And I Kevin T. Porter everywhere uh, Instagram I guess Instagram's the one I'm not going to say follow me on X I'd rather eat glass than say follow me on X I think <laughs>
3: I'm uh, on so X yeah, But I don't want you to follow
4: it. me <laughs> glass and then follow <laughs>
0: Kevin on yeah, that's right. yeah, do it in <laughs> that order. That's
3: the right order. Uh so yeah, like uh, follow the show at IBMTLTT I- L- T- on Instagram and uh Instagram and TikTok. Follow me at Andrew Ambrose Lee on Instagram, follow Stephanie at Steph M. Senior on Instagram, follow Harper at HarpingAbout on all platforms, follow Michael at LimonTaco on all platforms, and uh, send us an email at ibame to listen to that at gmail.com Uh, uh, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all that such. Uh, and uh, Gavin, what would you like to play us? Gavin,
2: Gavin T. Porter. Oh
0: yeah,
3: Gavin T. Porter. (laughs) Yeah. What what, what song would you like to play us that way?
0: Uh, let's go out with Rosalito.
3: Thank you, Gavin B. Border (laughs) (laughs) Frank T. Nelson's here. All right, thanks so much, everybody. Have a great day. Click.